0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al
1: Podcast, episode 176-inch. On this episode, we catch up on a busy few weeks of news and recap our experience attending the Roku premiere of We're the Al Yankovic Story at the Alamo Drafthouse in Brooklyn, New York.
0: It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al
1: it's a podcast about Weird Al. Steve and inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. And Weird Al you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. And inch Weird Al podcast. Oh, hey, Dave. Uh, anything exciting going on? You know, I actually can't think of anything.
0: Yeah, me neither. Uh, well, I guess that's all for this episode then. We're kidding, of course. It has been a crazy, insanity-filled couple of weeks since our last episode. Weird, the Al Yankovic story officially launched on the Roku channel. A brand new Weird Al Yankovic album dropped. The 2022 leg of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulging ill-advised Vanity Tour wrapped up. And a
1: brand new European tour was announced. Oh... There were movie premieres and Q&As and new videos, plus multiple, multiple TV appearances and so, so much more. It is a great time to be a Weird Al fan. Hey boy, we have so much to cover. Yeah, we sure do. Well, let's get right into it. As of this past Friday, November 4th, the
0: full-length biopic Weird the Al Yankovic Story is now officially available to stream
1: for free exclusively on the ad-supported Roku channel. The staggered release became available in the United States, Canada, Mexico, and the United Kingdom starting at midnight local time, Friday, November 4th, with some really clever fans taking advantage of a loophole regarding time zones to watch it earlier. Along with the feature film included is an introduction from Weird Al recorded at Carnegie Hall in New York City. Roku devices have a special Weird the Al Yankovic story theme with a featurette, trailers, cast bios, and other neat but non-essential features. And very deservedly, the film was certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. Well, now that the film is officially out... This episode, and all future Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, inch, centimeter, bonus, or otherwise episodes, may contain spoilers from the film. If you're a big enough
0: Weird Al fan to listen to us, we have to assume you've seen the film by now. And, if not, you gotta put this episode on pause and go watch it right now! Don't worry, we'll wait. Well, with all of that out of the way, we I are in the movie! movie! And not only that... This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York Home of the 2-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito Your Burrito Burrito or hop on over to Wizard Burger For mouth-watering loaded, dare I say beefy Vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany To Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger Feed the hungry with out-of-this-world plant-based Real food, always vegan style Visit burrito.square.com and WizardBurger.com to order ahead
1: Okay, okay, sorry about that cliffhanger, but as many of our friends immediately notice, both Ethan and myself appear in the film during the bar scene where Dr. Demento discovers Weird Al. Now Dave and I, we are playing tough bikers, and we have
0: front row seats to the concert, where Weird Al performs in front of a live audience for the very first time ever, of course playing I Love Rocky Road.
1: We both had so much fun at the film shoot, and we are both so very excited that we can finally talk all about it. It was a mind-blowing
0: experience to be on the set of a major film like this and to be featured in such a pivotal and hilarious scene.
1: We are also both extremely honored and flattered and surprised to have been mentioned in the special thanks section at the very end of the film's credits. In case you missed it, make sure you stay until the end of the credits,
0: because our names appear as Dave and Ethan in the anti-penultimate spot immediately before Eric and Al's respective wife and daughters are thanked. It's very pretty stinking majestic!
1: Now this is right up there for us with when Weird Al and his band performed our theme song live on stage in Poughkeepsie, New York, and we are so extremely honored to be in this film. We have so much to tell you about the whole experience, including how we got involved, our conversation with Daniel Radcliffe, the other celebrities we met on set. And while I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk about this on the podcast, there is just way too much to share here. So we recorded an entire bonus episode series all about it. Our intern Frank will be posting the first few episodes from our
0: Weird bonus series exclusively for our Patreon family to hear first over at patreon.com 2000inch in the very near future with additional episodes
1: to follow. We are super, super excited for you to hear all about it. And that's
0: not all! Earlier last week, while appearing on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, Weird Al announced the Weird The Al Yankovic Story soundtrack!
1: The digital version of this soundtrack is available as of last Friday, November 4th, on all major platforms, and three physical versions of the soundtrack have been announced and are available right now to pre-order. There is a jam-packed CD expected January 27th, and
0: two vinyl double LP variations are expected on May 19th. These include a hot pink colored set, as well as a Barnes & Barnes & Noble
1: exclusive glow-in-the-dark green set. In total, the massive soundtrack contains 46 tracks, is 78 minutes and 17 seconds long, and features the film's orchestral score, new recordings of five Weird Al parodies, yet another, albeit brand new, version of Beat on the Brat, as well as the brand new end credit song, Now You Know. And speaking of Now You Know, on Monday, Weird Al released a lyrics video for
0: Now You Know on his YouTube page, and we're already arguing over it possibly
1: being a music video over at group.2000inch.com. We are? I think it's pretty clear it's a lyrics video. While the video consists of just lyrics, hence a lyrics video... The lyrics are superimposed over some pretty stinking majestic Hawaiian shirt-themed artwork and Weird Al design, so definitely you are going to want to check it out.
0: Now You Know is, of course, the song that plays over the credits of the film and features not only Weird Al and his longtime band, but also contributions from some other past
1: guests of the podcast. That's right, when you listen to the song, you will hear all three of Al's gals, Lisa Popeil, Monique Donnelly, and Scotty Haskell as they lend their beautiful voices to the song, and Wayne Bergeron plays the trumpet. Now this is awesome. The Roku channel added a series of animated
0: GIFs and looping videos from Weird the El Yankovic Story to their Giphy library. Now
1: there are a lot of great GIFs that capture funny and memorable moments from the film, but the one that stands out the most on Jiffy to us is the one from the Biker Bar. The looping video features Dave and I fist bumping while the lyrics, and I love Rocky Road, play and appear in the text below. There's also an animated GIF version of this video that does not feature the audio. With all those exciting headlines out of the way, now it's time to see what else is happening in Weird Al-Related
0: News! What's happening in Weird Al-Related News is brought to you in part by Well, Well, Well and the true legends of the once-great forum Huawei, in accordance with support for the rights of gays and LGBTQ+,
1: and people who wash their hands regularly. Thanks, Mark Heidenreich, for the sponsorship. Weird the Al Yankovic Stories Release comes on the heels of the conclusion of the 2022 leg of Weird Al's The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self Adulgent Ill Advised Vanity Tour in New York City at Carnegie Hall. The tour ran from April 26th
0: through October 29th, 2022, with four makeup dates scheduled for February 2023.
1: We have recorded bonus episode concert reviews for each and every single concert that either Ethan or myself attended on this tour. So stay tuned to our official Patreon page at patreon.com slash 2000inch as intern Frank will share all those over there first as soon as they are ready. And speaking
0: of 2023 tour dates, on Monday, November 7th, Weird Al confirmed and announced a brand new European leg to his
1: unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised Vanity Tour. As of this podcast recording, the European leg runs from February 10th through March 6th, 2023, and has stops in Ireland, the UK, Belgium, Netherlands, France, Germany, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Austria. 18 tour dates in total. Tickets for most of these shows go
0: on sale to the general public starting on Friday, November 11th. Some venues may offer pre-sales, so if you're interested in learning more, check out the information
1: linked on the tour page at weirdal.com. While the VIP experience will continue with the European leg of the tour, there are some very notable differences. It appears that VIP Weird Al Jeopardy is no longer advertised as part of the VIP package. That sigh of relief that you probably just heard came from our friend UH Jeff, who is relieved he does not have to translate 5,000 trivia questions into German. And looking at the FAQ, it now appears you can get any one item you want autographed. You're no longer required to get the poster signed. Another notable difference is that the mugs with Weird Al's face on them have been replaced with a custom fleece Weird Al throw blanket, exclusive to the VIPs. Ooh, very cool! Or very warm! You'll most likely need a nice warm fleece blanket in Europe during February. For more details on the European Tour's VIP experience, check out the tour
0: page at WeirdAl.com.
1: This is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system, sponsored by Jack Bateman.
0: Hey Dave, I was watching some Weird Al show episodes recently, and it got me wondering, is Harvey the Wonder Hamster still alive? Uh,
1: Ethan, didn't you hear our interview with Craig Armstrong? Oh, no, not yet. You were actually there? Sheesh! It's been a fizzy few weeks, Dave! Give me a break! We literally aired that episode nine months ago. Sheesh! It's been a busy nine months, Dave! Give me a break! Okay, well, let me put it to you this way, Ethan. The oldest ever-recorded hamster in captivity lived to be four and a half years old, and the Weird Al show was, like, 25 years ago! So what you're telling me is... Harvey is a wonder hamster?! I mean, if you listened to Craig's story, you would have known that.
0: Harvey! Harvey! Harvey the
1: Wonder Hamster! I'm so sorry, Ethan. I can tell that you are taking this pretty hard. If you want to ever talk about it, I am always here to listen. Hey, Harvey! That is all for this episode's very important special Hamster Alert via the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system.
0: While the Roku Channel has made it clear that there will not be a theatrical release of Weird the Al Yankovic Story, thus making it ineligible for Oscar nomination, it did recently screen at a few film festivals, including the
1: Philadelphia Film Festival and the Los Angeles Noir Film Festival. Weird, the Al Yankovic story also had a Roku premiere on November 1st in Brooklyn, New York, which was simulcast to various Alamo draft houses, including ones in New York City, Denver, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Austin, Texas. Both Ethan and I were at the actual premiere in Brooklyn, and we will tell you all about it later this episode. In addition, there was a private cast and crew and Funny or Die 15-year
0: anniversary screening a few days later in Los Angeles on November 3rd. And
1: UH Jeff attended! On the merchandise front, there are a few special print-on-demand Weird the Al Yankovic Story-themed t-shirts available right now exclusively on the Hot Topic website.
0: Designs include one with a slice of Bologna with the film's logo, an LP jacket with a piece of Bologna as the final, and if you haven't noticed the theme here, there's also a 3D package of Bologna featuring the
1: film's logo. Interestingly, there is also a blue in 3D or Stranger Things shirt, which appears to be leftover stock from the 2019 tour. Now, a few Chinese companies have also popped up claiming to be selling a Weird the Al Yankovic story, Weird Al costume. Now, Ethan and our friend Jared of at Weird Al Prince on Instagram both ordered from different companies and they both received their shirts. All right, Ethan, how does this shirt look? Well, it looks pretty good. I don't think it's the
0: exact thing that Daniel's wearing in the movie, but it's a pretty decent, you know, costume recreation. And I'm just surprised that it actually showed up. This website did not seem
1: legit at all. If you're curious to hear more, Jared posted a video about the shirt over on our official Facebook group, group group.2000inch.com. As with most October
0: 31sts, it was Halloween again here in the United States, and to celebrate, hundreds of Weird Al fans across the country dressed as the man himself and shared their costumes on
1: social media. Although it was admittedly a busy time for Weird Al, he still put together and ranked his favorite Halloween costumes of the year. While tons of people and a
0: cat dressed up as Al, some couples took it to the next level this year and dressed as both Weird Al and Madonna
1: from the brand new film. Notably, there were a distinct lack of Tough Biker No. 7 and Tough Biker No. 8 costumes. Well, you all get a pass this year, as the film wasn't technically released yet
0: as of Halloween, but we fully expect to see plenty of Tough Biker No. 7 Tough Biker number eight, and Hey Boy costumes in 2023.
1: As always, Weird Al made the very tough decision to award all the costumes he posted as a tie for first place, with one notable exception Daniel Radcliffe, who only got an honorable mention. From all of us here at Dave and
0: Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, congratulations to all the winners, and better
1: luck next year, Daniel. As pointed out by user The Weird Alley on Reddit, Weird Al's video for Eat It has been remastered in glorious 4K on Al's YouTube account. Pulled from the negatives, the video lacks
0: the effects, like the camera lens getting fogged up, but this new video is pretty stinking majestic and really beautiful
1: to look at. Weird Al, Daniel Radcliffe, and Evan Rachel Wood have been busy promoting the new film the last few weeks and as such have been making quite a few television appearances lately. A frequent stop
0: for the cast was The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. When Weird Al was on, not only did he announce the soundtrack, but he recorded a greatest hits medley of his songs with Jimmy and the Roots using classroom instruments. It was pretty stinking
1: majestic when they posted it this week. The songs included in the video are Another One Rides the Bus, White and Nerdy, I Want a New Duck, Eat It, Fat, I Love Rocky Road, My Bologna, and Yoda. Be sure to check out the Tonight Show YouTube account to watch it and enjoy it. Daniel and Weird Al were guests on Late Night with Seth Meyers, where Seth showed images from last year's Halloween featuring our very own Kenneth Gwynnup as Spy Hard Weird Al and our regular art collaborator Andres as Like a Surgeon Weird Al.
0: Some of the other shows include Good Morning America, Live with Kelly and Ryan, The Drew Barrymore Show, The View... Daniel and Evan were on Watch What Happens Live, and Daniel had his very own video category on Jeopardy,
1: with one of the questions being none other than, who is Weird Al? Links to many of these television appearances have been posted over on our official Facebook group at group.2000inch.com, so you can check them out there if you missed them when they first aired. And
0: if you find any others we didn't mention or have been posted, please share them on
1: group.2000inch.com so others can enjoy them too. Friend of the podcast, Eric Appel, tells us that him and the gang will be appearing on Nightline as well, so keep an eye out for that. And if print media is more your speed, Weird Al and the cast have been showing up in newspapers and magazines all over the place. Here are some places you might have seen the movie mentioned. Well, Daniel Radcliffe was in the November issue of GQ magazine, and there was a two-page spread all about Weird Al in the November 14th issue of People. Wall Street Journal had a feature, The New Yorker, TV Guide, Parade
0: Magazine, Star Magazine, USA Today, the LA Times, and so
1: many more. Where else have you seen Weird Al's name show up in print? Please let us know over on group.2000inch.com. If TV and newspaper
0: isn't your speed, maybe social media is. There have been tons of happenings. The best way to keep up with them are to follow us at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, following Al, also in those places. But now, Dave, let's go through some of the highlights
1: that we've seen on social media over the past couple weeks. Our friend Blair Freeman made this amazing Hey Boy magazine parody, which was tweeted by Weird Al.
0: Yes, and Weird Al also shared a video of the Weird the Al
1: Yankovic story promo playing in New York City's Times Square. The American Dad slash TBS account posted a great drawing of Daniel Radcliffe dressed up as Weird Al, Weird Al as Weird Al, and of course the alien Roger as Weird Al. And not only was there a fourth poster for Weird the Al
0: Yankovic story, Roku also posted a video on Weird Al's birthday featuring
1: stars from the film Wishing Al a very happy birthday. Recently, there was a Reddit AMA featuring Weird Al and Daniel Radcliffe, as well as a Twitter Q&A from Weird Al himself. And Weird Al answered two of our questions, as well as questions for a ton of our friends and listeners. If you've kept your eyes peeled during the credits of Weird the Al Yankovic Story, you may have seen the name of episode 163-inch and episode 164-inch guest, Corey Pesatoro. Corey played quite a bit on the score of the
0: film as the featured accordionist, and he just posted a video on his social media where he talks about working on and recording for the film, as well as a history lesson in
1: accordions. It is a really great video, so be sure to check it out on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kingsnowman. Now, there have
0: also been a ton of contests happening over on the Roku channel's social media. First up, we of course talked about that custom vans contest where everyone was swindled into thinking we'd be able to buy it. Well, luckily, we've had a ton of our
1: friends actually win the contest. That's right, our friends Aaron Henry, Johnny O'Hearn, Kev Messick, and Ian Bonds all won those amazing shoes.
0: Roku also has commissioned a celebs-on-sandwiches drawing of Weird Al standing on some bologna, and Lauren from the Beard Al podcast and Mason Cohen are
1: both among the winners. And now through the end of the month, November 30th, Roku has a sweepstakes contest to win a brand new TV and an accordion that was screen used in Weird the Al Yankovic Story. Now this is awesome. Once again, Homes for Our Troops is auctioning off a Zoom call
0: with Weird Al himself on eBay.
1: There are only a few days left, so bid high and bid often for your chance to chat with Weird Al all about, is he really weird? Did Prince ever reject any of his parody ideas? You know, all those hard-hitting and burning questions. Right on the heels of the Beat on the Brat black and red
0: maxi-single getting released, take a deep breath and some muscle relaxers, because...
1: That's right, you will now have three additional ways to own the original recording of Weird Al's cover of Beat on the Brat. There are three new covered in punk vinyl variants. In
0: addition to the two vinyl variants that released at the launch of the album, you can now order Black Vinyl, the CoveredInPunk.com's exclusive Neon Gack Green with Punk Pink Splatter Vinyl, and the Rockabilia.com exclusive Neon Punk Pink
1: Vinyl with Green Gack Splatter. Collectors will be thrilled to also learn that we have received official word that the Urban Outfitters' Red Beat on the Brat 12-inch Maxi Single is technically different from the Red version on CoveredInPunk.com.
0: That's right! Drumroll, please! It has a different sticker on it.
1: We can't imagine that anyone is as delusional as Ethan and I are to pick up all these variations, but just in case, well, now you know. Now it's time for What's Happening in John Bermuda Schwartz Related News! If you pre-order John Bermuda Schwartz's latest book, Lights, Camera, Accordion, Eye-Popping Photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1981 through 2006 on 1984publishing.com, good news! The books have started shipping ahead of the official release date.
0: Both Dave and I have received our copies of the box set and the hardcover books, and they're both pretty stinking
1: majestic. If you are a procrastinator, also good news, as a limited number of box sets of Lights, Camera, Accordion are still available on 1984publishing.com as well as the hardcover books, which are currently on sale for the low price of $33. Now, we mentioned it earlier, but now we want to tell you all about it. Dave and I
0: went to the Philadelphia Film Festival in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Film Center on October 27th to see Weird the L. Yankovic Story.
1: That's right. This worked out really well because it was actually a day off of the tour in between our stops in Pittsburgh and the next day in Philadelphia.
0: It was really funny because the tickets, they went on pre-sale for members. So UH Jeff and I both became members and then bought like way too many tickets. (laughs) Like we bought tickets, so we told our friends and then they wanted more tickets. So we bought more and it got to the point where the poor woman on the phone was like, I just need to ask, are you guys scalpers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, regardless, it worked out really well because we had a lot of our amazing friends that were able to show up because of it. So we got there.
0: And of course, you know, as members, we get special privileges, you know, Jeff and I and all of our guests. And one of those special privileges was apparently waiting outside in the cold for
1: like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure why they didn't let people inside earlier, but as soon as they let everyone in, it was like a free-for-all for for seats, because there was not assigned seats, so everyone wanted the best seats in the theater. And we ended up getting seats about mid-theater. Yeah, I was really happy with the seats. Yeah. We got to sit with Kelly and Dana. It was
0: really great to get to be near them, because I knew neither of them had seen the film before, so it was cool to, you know, be in earshot to hear the gasps and laughs
1: as it played, and... I'm really upset about this (laughs) one thing that happened, Dave. Yeah, well, prior to the show, there was an MC who kind of came out and was talking a little bit about the film festival. And he started throwing out these uh, baseball caps out. And he had really terrible aim. And we didn't think too much about it until later we found out that they were actually, we're the Al Yankovic story branded baseball caps.
0: Yeah, the guy literally threw like intern Frank. He could not get past like the first or second row. And at first I just thought like, oh, it's gonna be like Philly film festival hats, I don't care about it. But then once I saw a guy wearing the hat, I was like, Oh my god,
1: I'll give you a hundred bucks and he's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> And although it wasn't advertised, it was a real big treat because not only did Weird Al's entire band and crew show up to watch the film, but Weird Al himself surprised everybody by coming out to introduce the movie. It was
0: pretty stinking majestic. And there was some some like whispering that maybe Al was going to show up. But I think the first person to know that he was definitely going to be there was Jackie because she was getting us some popcorn out in the lobby, and Weird Al walked right
1: past her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was definitely a fun night. I'm so glad that so many of our friends could join us for that amazing experience. It was so cool getting to see the movie again, but also so cool getting to witness a lot of people watch the film for the very first time.
0: And we got to see, like you said, Dave, a ton of our friends, a lot of people you'd recognize from the podcast, but one guy I actually got to meet for the very first time was our former guest lex friedman so that was really cool to get to see him and then all of the other guests that we have had or will have and then all of our awesome friends that were there so glad we got
1: to go well the next few days after the philadelphia film festival were quite busy for us the following night we attended the weird al yankovic concert in philadelphia and the day after that we attended the carnegie hall concert in new york city
0: What an insane couple of days that was, and end of the tour for us, and so after being away from home for, like, a week, finally on Sunday, I was able to drive home and sleep in my own bed, and then the next day was Halloween, and then that night, I drove
1: back to your house. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were gone for, like, less than 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad I did go,
0: but it definitely was a lot of driving.
1: <laughs> well, so the reason you actually came back down to my house is because we got to attend the quote-unquote U.S. premiere of We're the Al Yankovic Story at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, so I couldn't believe that this was
0: happening and because I, I think we knew that there was going to be, you know, a quote-unquote official premiere with like you know the cast and the crew and stuff right but i don't think we ever expected it to be in new york after we had to go to toronto and then there were other screenings in la and georgia and philly and all this stuff but right it's like <laughs> kind of our backyard
1: <laughs> yeah definitely definitely yeah so uh, this of course happened on november 1st and uh, in addition to actually being the premiere happening in Brooklyn. They did simulcast this to a small number of other Alamo draft houses across the United States.
0: Yeah, and a couple of our friends across the United States got to go. So I thought that was really cool that other people sort of got to semi-share in the the festivities of this really exciting night. Now, of course, Dave, we got invited to this invite-only event by the Roku marketing department. So a big shout out to them. And I can't wait to tell everyone about this really incredible evening we had.
1: Yeah, I was so excited that we got the invite from the Roku marketing department. Because actually, I was hoping just to attend one of the simulcasts at the Alamo Drafthouse in New York City. (laughs) And I totally forgot about it when tickets went on sale. And 10 minutes later, Jackie, you know, texted me and said, Oh, by the way, if we're going to go to this uh, screening in New York City, let me know so I can make sure I get the time off from work. And I looked and I said, Oh, my gosh, it's 10 minutes late. I logged onto the website. And And of course, all the tickets were sold out. So I didn't even think I'd get to even participate in this event, let alone be invited to the actual (laughs) premiere in Brooklyn. Well, you know,
0: I don't know if we really understood at the time, but it really was this big deal movie premiere, and as we found out, there were a lot of celebrities and, and other people there, including high-ranking Roku executives. Uh, so this was really like, you know, tickets were not for sale for this. This was like you had to know someone or be associated with the movie or, I guess, have the greatest Weird Al podcast in the world if you wanted to attend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. Initially, I'm like, oh, I'll just wear a nice Hawaiian shirt, maybe some dress pants, some khakis or something, you know. I just basically wasn't prepared to have to really, you know, get dressed up for this event. I
0: I felt the same way. Like, I was like, yeah, I'll just throw a blazer on and... And uh, I'll wear my, like, you know, weird T-shirt and my checkered Vans. But, you know, luckily they emailed us, like, a a dress code, like, a day or two before. And it was pretty specific about, like, you need to have, like, a suit and you need to have dress shoes. And,
1: like, it was was very in-depth what you needed to wear. Right, I was almost worried we might have to rent a tuxedo or something <laughs> I read that. But no, we were allowed to wear, you know, uh, just a nice suit, a nice shirt, nice dress shirt, and a, a tie or a bow tie. Whereas I think it was optional, but I did choose to actually go ahead and and wear, you know, all of that.
0: Yeah. So tell me about the suit you wore, Dave.
1: Oh, actually, I wore the same exact suit that I wore to my wedding. Oh, wow! Uh, it was it was a a blue. Like a dark blue. Yeah, it was a dark yeah. blue, although it looks black unless you're really up close against it. It was a nice purple shirt and a nice purple and black tie as well as uh, very fancy uh, dress shoes.
0: It definitely you matched like the uh, color scheme of the evening, <laughs> yes, black, black yes. and purple. And
1: <laughs> Yes, for sure. And Ethan, uh, what was it that you wore to the uh, premiere?
0: Uh, so I just wore a straight black suit and shoes and I actually had a blue shirt and I accompanied that with a bow tie, uh, a Hawaiian bow tie that was made by Mora Marks. She is the incredible clothing creator who I hired to make Weird Al a shirt for his birthday. And so actually using leftover scraps from making Weird Al's shirt, she made me a bow tie. So that's the one I wore. Very cool. I peeled off a, a brand new 2000 inch hat. Uh, so it would be uh, <laughs> course, nice and crispy. And uh, of course I had to adorn my, um, my suit jacket with a Hollywood star weird owl enamel pin. And yes. also I have this really cool. I love Lucy pin that I wore in weird. The Al Yankovic story on my leather vest, but it's actually an exact replica of the pin that weird Al wore on the set of "I Love Rocky Road" music video, and my good friend Kenneth Gwinnup gifted that to me. So many different reasons to wear that pin. Gift from Kenneth. Oh. I wore it in the film. It's the same one Al wore. Uh, so I was feeling pretty spiffy with all my uh,
1: <laughs> with
0: all my stuff on.
1: Yeah, you looked good. You looked really good. So, it...
0: Dave, I don't think you and I have ever dressed up in each other's presence before because we're usually wearing, <laughs> you know, a Weird Al T-shirt. You know, <laughs> like we're not. I don't think we've ever been to anything formal
1: before together, so this is pretty cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, so on a map, Brooklyn looks like it's very close to where I live. And it is, if you're looking at a map, but it takes at least an hour to drive there under the best circumstances. And with the both of us needing to be there at the heart of rush hour, we decided to leave my house around 3.30. And I'm really glad that we did, because while we hit some minor traffic... It was a pretty pleasant drive, and we ended up getting in Brooklyn around 5 o'clock, which gave us plenty of time just to sort of decompress and get ready for this event.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm so glad we we left early and got there early because... The only other time I ever really drove to Brooklyn was for a They Might Be Giants show. And I think I told this on the They Might Be Giants podcast I was on. It was just a horrible experience. So it's like, anytime you ask anyone about driving to Brooklyn, they just are like, don't do it. Don't even go right. to Brooklyn. Like, it's not worth it, man. But yeah, we luckily, I mean, because there's no way we would have wanted to be late for this. You know, it's oh, like, absolutely. Rather absolutely rather I- leave a little extra early and wait around than have to... You know be late or miss something,
1: yeah, and it was also good that we left early, you know for those reasons, but also they gave us a couple recommended parking garages to park in, and we got there and whatever address they gave us for that first parking garage, it was not a parking garage, <laughs> yeah so it was, we had to end up it was driving like a Starbucks around or something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, we ended up driving around Brooklyn, around the block, a couple of times before we actually found the entrance to the parking garage, which was sort of around the corner. So, it wasn't quite clear from the directions, but we did find it. It was like two blocks away from where the Alamo draft house was. So, it was Pretty convenient where we ended up parking.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember what they call it, like a metroplex or or some sort of thing. But essentially housed in this giant metroplex or multiple levels, like one entire level is a target. One entire level is just like little shops. And then the basement level right. is all these little restaurants. So so we went there and immediately we saw a bookstore. So we're like, hey, this is a great place to kill time. We can look for Weird Al related stuff in this
1: bookstore. Yeah, we walked around the bookstore for a little while, and then we did come across one very, very important Weird Al-related book.
0: That's right. Weird Al Seriously Expanded Edition by Lily Hirsch was in this bookstore. So we uh, snapped a selfie, and we sent it off to Lily, (laughs) and uh, we're like, we found this at the premiere, and she was all confused. She's like, you're in Philly? We're like, no, the U.S. premiere. It happened (laughs) after the Philly screening. (laughs) Oh, and I forgot, Dave, right after we parked, we saw a pretty interesting
1: food restaurant near the the theater. That's right. I almost forgot about that. So we're walking towards the theater and across the street, there's this, like you said, this restaurant or this little shop that says Frank's. Fresh fruits and drinks slash hot dog stand.
0: So when you know when you want some fresh, healthy food and drinks, you can also get some hot dogs. And uh, who knows? That may have been intern Frank who uh,
1: set that up. I think that was intern Frank trying to get in on the fun.
0: Uh, sorry, Frank, you were not invited. Uh, no interns <laughs> allowed.
1: <laughs> so
0: we were sort of walking around. I think we spent a little bit of time in Target and we're like, well, why don't we actually just go and see what's on this fourth floor where the Alamo is?
1: Yeah, it was about five thirty at this time and we weren't supposed to really check in until six o'clock, but we figured there's probably going to be a lot of people checking in. And Hey, if we can get up there and we can kind of look around and scope things out ahead of time, that'd be pretty cool. So we did head up the escalator. And as soon as we got to the fourth floor, Oh my gosh, this place was great. (laughs) It's like, you know, when you watch
0: uh, Willy Wonka, the Chocolate Factory movie... And the kids like show up in this like paradise of candy and chocolate and their (laughs) eyes just like, you know, explode, their minds explode when they see it. That's kind of what it was like. But for Dave and I as Weird Al super fans, uh, you know, like we get up to the, the, the crest of the escalator and we just see this giant projection of a Weird Al logo on this purple carpet. And then you look beyond and there's all these Weird Al things everywhere. It was just completely magical.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the Alamo Drafthouse and Roku Channel, whoever decorated, just they went all out. And we're going to talk a lot about stuff we saw. But it it was, yes, exactly. It was like walking into like heaven for a Weird elf fan. <laughs> it was amazing.
0: <laughs> well, so first thing we saw, like the check-in booth. And there was like A through M and N through Z last names. So, Dave, you got up there first. You went right to N through Z. And then I kind of awkwardly walked up to the A through M lady, and she's like, can I help you? And I was like, "Uh, actually, no, I'm just, I'm N through Z. (laughs) So she's like, okay.
1: In hindsight, I probably should have just waited behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, the check-in process was pretty simple. You give them your name. They pulled out this manila folder, and then they pull out of this manila folder... A ticket, an actual physical ticket to the uh, premiere, which was really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I would describe how big it is. Maybe like a 4x4 or like a 5x5, kind of glossy cardstock paper. Uh, The back of it is just a... uh, Each one was slightly different. I think there was a variation of different like Hawaiian uh, shirt-themed prints. And then on the front, it had uh, the movie logo. It had where you were sitting. And those were written on an oversized print of a, a Polaroid picture.
1: Yeah, the Polaroid pictures look like they were probably taken on the set, or maybe staged for you know photographs for for this or other promotional items. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Now, what picture did you get on your ticket, Ethan?
0: So my picture, um, it must have been taken when they were filming some of the Columbia stuff because it had Daniel in his camouflage Hawaiian shirt, and then it had <laughs> nice. uh, Eric Appel, the director, and Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna.
1: And what was on yours, Dave? So mine uh, also had a picture of Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna on it.
0: And I think the first thing we did is we wanted to make sure we were actually sitting next to each other because there were assigned (laughs) seats. So we looked and both of our tickets said Theater 27 Row 2. And then I was seat 7219. And Dave, you were 7220. So we did get to sit next to each other. We did get to sit next to each other.
1: And actually I wasn't even sure. I'm glad that uh we had assigned seats. I wasn't sure if we were going to have assigned seats because they really didn't say anything in the emails that we got whether or not how the seating arrangement was going to work. So I was happy to see we got assigned seats. I was happy to see we were in theater 27. I mean the perfect <laughs> place for We're the Yankovic story to be to be viewed and I'm glad we were sitting together so we could definitely uh chat Oh, yeah. And have fun, you know, together <laughs> at this premiere. Yeah, if
0: we're sitting next to anyone else, they would be like, why Why are these people screaming and, and laughing <laughs> and, and weeping? So after we checked in, we noticed to the left of like where we checked in, which was kind of in the center, there was a, a separate check-in table with a big sign that said, My Bologna Guests. And I don't know about you, Dave, but I saw that and I was like, I wish I was a My Bologna Guest." <laughs>
1: I was curious what that meant, so uh, I'm glad we went over. We checked it out. It was uh, staffed by, uh, I think, some Roku people, some uh, employees there, maybe yeah. at the Almo's Draft House. But I feel like they were Roku people, and we walked up and we said, uh, "How can we become a my Bologna guest?" <laughs>
0: Expecting them to be like, "Well, you need to be named Daniel Radcliffe," or, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs>
1: And it turns out that uh, the my Bologna guest was a general admission for people who were not in assigned seats. So it turned out that we got the better deal. We were in assigned seats. So we were very happy. And yeah, they were like, yeah, you don't want to be a my Bologna. You want to be VIP like you guys are. We're like, "Okay, (laughs) fine, I guess we'll be (laughs) VIP. But it was interesting. uh, We were chatting with them. They weren't busy, too busy at the time. So. We noticed that they had a couple different pictures on the tickets that they were giving out. So we asked if we could see all of them. And I believe that I saw at least five different different photos that were being used as ticket designs.
0: Yeah, they were really cool. Yeah, for I, sure. I wish I had them in front of me. I think I took a picture of the ones, but uh, they were really nice. And I think we were like, hey, you know, if people don't show up and you got extra ones of these, don't throw them out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, they actually... I wasn't there, but they actually gave them to you later in the night, didn't they?
1: Yes, I ran into the uh, woman, one of the women who was uh, manning the My Bologna's guest station, and uh, she said, we had a couple extras here, and she gave me four of them, and and we we split them up evenly. How cool. As as evenly as we could for our collections.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone working that night that we interacted with were were so nice and kind. It was was a really cool environment.
1: Yeah, and we should mention that... uh, a lot of the people there, they had, were, uh, had staff credentials. And I think pretty much everybody who was working that evening was wearing a weird The Al Story-themed Hawaiian print shirt.
0: Yeah, that was so cool. I guess we'll talk about those a little bit later. But we, we sort of had an idea that some of these... Alamo events would have this exclusive weird Hawaiian shirt. So we were really thrilled when we saw like all the staff wearing them that maybe we ourselves would get one. Right. (laughs) One thing that we also saw at check-in where they had a giant stack of badges and lanyards and those were for staff working the event and press who were there covering the event of which we were neither so unfortunately we didn't get to (laughs) to get either for our collection but they were uh they were cool they were like kind of a hawaiian shirt background just a press or staff weird logo on there so
1: oh yeah for sure they really went all out when they were uh, thinking of this event for sure definitely so I think we should kind of talk a little bit more about some of the stuff we saw at the entrance before we even got into the theater proper itself.
0: Yeah, so the the entrance was sort of, you know, where the check-in was. There was also a coat check, and then there was also, um, before you actually get into the quote-unquote entrance, there was this giant, I think it was like fabric, or I'm trying to think of that, like kind of vinyl print, of like the poster of Al... At Daniel as Al on stage with the audience and it was really cool it was huge I was thinking oh, yeah. like <laughs> if if I somehow went home with this I don't think it would fit on any wall in
1: my house <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a wall by itself yeah it was so big yeah it definitely wouldn't have fit in my car we would have had to uh, make other arrangements to yeah. get it home. <laughs> I would have walked home with it <laughs>
0: Now, what was so cool was the actual entrance, like when you walk into the theater, because this all, all this stuff was sort of set out like kind of the outside lobby before you actually enter the theater. Anyone in the public could have, I guess, gone up the stairs of the elevator and been there. Around the entrance is this really cool archway, it's sort of textured with these little like black pyramids all around it, hard to describe, but then the centerpiece, like right in the top middle, is this giant Roku original, weird, the Al Yankovic story, sort of 3D logo, and it just looks so cool.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely like popped off uh, the uh, archway. It was it was incredible. It, it looked—I don't know if it was three D, but it looked three D, and it looked amazing. <laughs> and again, I don't know if it was very big. I don't know if that would have fit in my car either. If we somehow could have <laughs> smuggled that out.
0: <laughs> well, so we we actually walk in to the entrance. We walk through this you know archway, and directly to our right is this really cool display with pedestals and Hawaiian shirts and van shoes. And it turns out they were actual items worn
1: in the film. Yes, yes, they were actual, there were three different Hawaiian-themed shirts and then there were three pairs of shoes as well, accompanying vans, of course. Yes. So the first shirt and van
0: combo, uh, just regular black checkered vans. And then the shirt was the one that is worn by Daniel in the acid trip scene where it's sort of that light green
1: <laughs> color. <laughs> right. <laughs> so next to that one is that great green and purple jacket that Daniel was wearing at the award ceremony and this awesome, awesome pair of Hawaiian print Vans shoes, lace-up shoes, not slip-ons.
0: Yeah, and then the uh, the last shirt there is the shirt that Daniel's wearing when he gets in the car accident and ends up in the hospital. It's the uh, sort of maroon red one with the pineapples. And again, just
1: plain black checkerboard vans. Right, in addition to those three shirts and three pairs of shoes, they also had this really cool, sparkly white accordion that was used somewhere in the film. And we believe that is the accordion that was used in the scene with Tom Lennon when Tom Lennon comes to as the accordion salesman to the yankovic residents and tries to uh get them to buy an accordion
0: yeah it was it was really cool Uh, very neat to see all those together and instantly recognizable like oh yep these are from the film
1: (laughs) absolutely
0: so i want to mention that really this premiere was a takeover of the alamo draft house i think typically they have like eight to ten actual theaters in there and every single thing was closed so all of the poster frames all of the TV displays throughout the entire venue had the the, the various weird the alienkovic story posters it was incredible
1: yeah all four variations of the poster were very well represented of course the one where uh He's wearing the red jacket, the one where Weird Al's on stage, the one that's that queen sunglass parody, and that great one with the white background with all that different casting characters on it. Oh, they were all over the place. It was so awesome. Like, they really went all out decorating up the Alamo Drafthouse. Yeah, and I I thought it was...
0: Pretty interesting that they didn't just settle on one design. They just, they used all of them. You know, it was, just, it was yes. so cool. And it, it sort of it was like you're looking around a regular movie theater where you see a bunch of different films advertised. But in this case, it was all the exact same film. <laughs>
1: There's another really interesting thing that we saw, and it was labeled Weird Pop-Up, and we weren't quite sure what it was. So we went over to the uh, gentleman who was standing next to it, the the staff that was there, and we said, what is this? Is this like a pop-up store? Can we buy stuff? Because it had a whole bunch of Weird the Al Yankovic story-related items in it.
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, I would have bought whatever they would have sold me, of course. <laughs> but he's like, no, it's just for display. But on the bottom shelf, it was just sort of a mix of different colors and shirt styles of the original Hot Topic shirt, where it has Daniel wearing the red jacket and holding the accordion.
1: In addition to that, there's also several prints of that amazing Celebs on Sandwiches print of Weird Al standing on a bologna sandwich playing the accordion. And interesting enough, I didn't even know that there was physical editions of this, but there were actual cards, I guess, they had printed up that was a little booklet of the different Mad Libs that they had done, the weird, the Al Yankovic story-related Mad Libs. So that was uh, really neat to get to see and look through.
0: Yeah, it was was interesting because it had all three of those Mad Libs in there. But despite uh, the fact that this was prominently displayed, we actually didn't see this exact same Mad Libs booklet anywhere else in the venue,
1: except for at this pop-up. Well, it definitely would have been cool to have any of the items at the weird pop-up in our collection for sure. Now it wasn't too
0: long after we were checking out the weird pop-up that I ran into the great comedian, Nick Pruer, and uh, Nick is uh, an old friend of mine. I've known since my comedy radio show in college days. He is one of the two guys who runs the Found Footage Festival, which is this really great touring show. And they have a you know YouTube series and and everything about these uh, um, kind of weird videos they find and their travels. And uh, he was actually the one who initially gave us our first heads up that this premiere was happening and when it was happening and where it was happening because he is associated with the Alamo Draft House, and he was brought on as a staff to kind of help bring celebrities around and so that's why he was there. And uh, so he ran into us and it was uh, good to see him. I actually uh, had just seen him a few days before at the Carnegie Hall show Dave, I think you first met him at the Forest Hill show back on the strings attached tour. He's the guy who introduced us to Scott Rogowski and he's also just a lifelong
1: huge weird Al fan. So, it was really cool to get to see him and yeah, it was great to see Nick again. I had like you said I haven't seen him since Forest Hill. Yeah, it was really great to talk to him. He did let us in on a little secret and I hope we're not like uh pulling back the covers too far here, but uh He did say that the celebrities have this secret entrance in order to get in, so they don't have to go up the four escalators that we had to do and go past the general public. And they sort of sneak them in through, like, the back door. Yeah, he said
0: it's really smelly and disgusting. There's (laughs) dumpsters and (laughs)
1: trash bags and stuff. Ah, the life of a celebrity.
0: (laughs) So we also, while we are there, um, there was a... uh, a woman who was hired by Roku to just take photos of the event. And um, we were trying to take some selfies of ourself and, and she offered to take some photos of us. So using our phone, she took a few photos of us and then using her professional camera, she was you know asking us to pose for her so she could get yes. content. And um, we even <laughs> got permission uh, to pose on the red carpet. So she took some pictures of us standing on the elusive exclusive Red carpet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or shortly after that, we ran into probably the first other cast member that we had seen of the evening in Weird the Al Yankovic story. We ran into David Bloom and his girlfriend. Now, David plays Teenage Al in Weird the Al Yankovic story. Of course,
0: Teenage Al is prominently featured in the trailer and is such a great part of the film and uh, is the character who helps introduce, you know, Hey Boy and the, uh, right. <laughs> not technically the best, but most famous. You know, he he's a very pivotal point in the movie and, and Al's uh, life that's being represented and just the coolest guy, such a, a great guy.
1: Yeah, it was so great to chat with him, and actually, we're going to have more with him. We actually re- recently interviewed him for an upcoming episode, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, he shares some really cool insights and talks about uh, some really
0: cool behind-the-scenes stuff, stuff that wasn't used but filmed and uh, and all that. And, of course, while we were there, we got some uh, some pictures with him, and he was wearing yes. a really cool accordion
1: tie. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, Ethan, I think we should probably talk about the red carpet, a.k.a. the purple carpet <laughs> that was it there <laughs> So, um, you know, on the opposite side of
0: the entrance where the, uh, the costumes and the accordion was It was this long sectioned-off area um, with backdrops and then sort of the center section was sectioned off uh, for press and cameras and reporters and that kind of thing
1: yeah, it was a really nice setup. There was a logo wall, step and repeat with the film logo and Roku on either side of this open accordion centerpiece. It looked really spiffy.
0: Yeah, and then in the uh, the center section, like where the press was, was supposed to go, they had these placeholders. And so I think we got them all. It was Letterboxd, The Nocturnal, New York Post, Hollywood Life, E, Nightline, Access Hollywood, uh, Roku Social, House Crew. And then E.T., and I'm assuming E.T. meant Entertainment Tonight and not uh, the extraterrestrial uh, alien character.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so once the press actually started showing up, we were making small talk with them, and we ended up talking to one of the photographers about his job, and we asked him if he'd see the film. And he said, if I saw every film that I went to photograph the red carpet for i would have no time for anything else
0: (laughs) (laughs) well while while uh, i was busy like trying to convince him like well trust us though you still got to see weird the yankovic story it's so good you'll see us in it um he sort of is glancing down at his uh press vip cheat sheet and he goes oh you know uh looks like ethan allman will be here tonight and I was like, "What?" Like I was like really blown away. And I'm like looking down, like, "Am I wearing a name tag?" Like, we we didn't give a card to this
1: guy. Like I was like, "How the heck did he know my name?" Yeah. So it turns out that we had no idea, but we were actually listed on this VIP press cheat sheet. Yeah. And right there in front of us is this picture of you, Ethan Ullman, with your name and underneath it, the word influencer. So that's how he knew who you were. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what? So I'm like, I need to look
0: at that. So he hands it to me. And then at first we're like, well, we got to see if you're in here, Dave. Like, uh, surely if I'm in here, you're in here. And we just sort of glanced at all the photos and we didn't see you listed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But first I'm thinking, I guess intern Frank forgot to put me on the list or something. But then we did notice my name is there. Yes, I'm also listed as an influencer. But for some reason, my picture does not exist. I'm just a big blue rectangle. <laughs> I
0: always thought you looked kind of like a blue rectangle, Dave. And this really confirmed it. So that, I guess that's why the
1: guy said my name and not your name. Because he <laughs> he couldn't pick you out of the list of photos. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not quite sure why I was a blue rectangle. It's not that difficult to find pictures of me. And had Roku actually asked, I would more than happily have sent them a few headshots they could have used. Yeah,
0: of course. Or or the really great caricatures that we have of us. They could have put... If, if anything would have been better
1: than a blue square. <laughs> it was really cool that you did get your picture... In the actual press sheet And yes, I'm a blue rectangle But believe it or not, I actually found that really funny When I saw that
0: I think you were more excited to not have your photo in there Than I was to have my photo in there
1: Somehow I felt it was appropriate I don't know why, but I just said This is perfect Well, it sort of goes
0: back to like When we meet listeners And they're like, which one's Ethan, which one's Dave like, we're like, Obviously Dave is the blue rectangle Right, of course That's what you should be for Halloween next year. It's just a blue rectangle. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So just to speak a little bit more about this uh, sort of press VIP cheat sheet, um, everyone from the press was handed this when they checked in and it listed all of the vips that would be there and, and walking the red carpet so it's mainly you know the cast and the other celebrities but also uh, prominent influencers and uh you know roku executives other people who um you know they would want to make sure are credited appropriately in the photos
1: well ethan i think it'd be kind of fun if we sort of uh mention some of the other people who were also listed on this cheat sheet
0: yeah, so obviously you and I were on there, so we don't need to say that again. Uh, but I will say it again. Dave, you and I were on this VIP sheet. Uh, <laughs> they they, list, they listed all four Al's. Daniel Radcliffe, David Bloom, who plays Teenage Al, Richard Anderson, who plays Young Al, and Weird Al Yankovic, who plays Tony
1: Scotty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was also other people from the film, such as Erica Pell, the director, and Evan Rachel Wood, who, of course, plays Madonna.
0: And also the actors who played Al's band in the movie. So Jack Lancaster as Jim, Spencer Tree Clark as Steve, and Tommy O'Brien as Bermuda.
1: Yeah, the sheet also had a couple other supporting casts, like Toby Huss, who plays Nick Yankovic, Arturo Castro, who plays Pablo Escobar. And David Dasmalchin, who plays the guy from Queen, a.k.a. the bassist in Queen, a.k.a. John Deacon.
0: <laughs> and then also uh, Emo Phillips, who plays Salvador Dolly, Lynn manuel Miranda, who plays the surgeon, and Nina West, who plays Divine,
1: plus a couple special guests. Yeah, Dr. Demento was on the list, the real Dr. Demento, as well as Questlove, who we actually saw at Carnegie Hall just a few days earlier.
0: And then also on the list, like we said, were some of the executives at Roku. There were a couple uh, Broadway actors who weren't familiar to me and a couple influencers who, outside of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcasts, esteemed
1: hosts were not uh, anyone I uh, recognized. (laughs) Of course, as soon as we saw these sheets, we were hoping that we could somehow score them for our collection. But for some reason, they were really stingy giving them out. So we're just going to have to settle for the photos that we got to take of them and our memories of course
0: now um once we saw that we were on this sheet that's when we realized that we were supposed to actually walk the red carpet like you know (laughs) earlier we're like can we please go on the red carpet you know
1: now it's like oh wait we're supposed to be on the red
0: carpet so yes yeah
1: that was really cool so I was curious because, I don't know if you saw this, Ethan, I'm sure you did, but at the beginning of the uh, red carpet, there was this whole stack of black signs, which I assume were for people who were going to be walking the red carpet. And on top was Weird Al's name, which also sort of cemented that to me. So I was wondering, hey, are our names in there or not?
0: <laughs> well... Eventually, we're we're just hanging around and we're waiting for the red carpet to open. And I think they actually brought us through first or second. Like we're pretty early on in the um, the red carpet list. And sure enough, we walked up to the table and they found our names. Like they, someone had printed out our names onto this like foam core board. Uh, like,
1: it can was you cool. believe that? <laughs> it was very cool. It was very cool. So, Ethan, you ended up going first. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about how you felt walking the red carpet with all these photographers taking your picture and everything else going on? Yeah.
0: I mean, I've never walked a legitimate red carpet before. I've uh, One time I covered a red carpet and I was on his press, but I never actually walked it. And um, how it's sort of broken up is the first section is uh, photographs and then the second section is, like, interviewers. Um, so – when it when you're doing the photograph thing, um, a person on staff, the guy who brought us through, uh, he holds up your name on the sign and then all the photographers take a picture of that sign. So in their film role or on their SD card or whatever, they know whose name to assign to it. So, you know, they probably see me and they, you know, if they didn't have the sign, they may think I was Daniel Radcliffe and, and that would just be... Um, very unfortunate. So of course they have this system in place um, and they instruct you. You like you go all the way on the far edge of the carpet and there's a bunch of photographers that are sort of like almost three, two or three layers of them like stacked on each other. It's just like this wall of, of lenses and they're like, all right, look at me. Okay. Now look at me All right, no, look at me. And it's just like, you do that. You do like little turn your face a little bit and then you move over an inch and you do it all over again until you're uh, through. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, as soon as I was done, it's like, Hey, actually I should go through with Dave because we are the co hosts together of Dave and Ethan's two thousand Tweerdale podcast, so um, so I left the guy know, but not before it was your turn to go solo down the carpet.
1: Yeah, so I did get to walk down the carpet. So I had a very similar experience as you. Uh, This is, again, the first time I got to walk on a red carpet also. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I thought the photographers were all great. I thought that uh, they were very... Uh, kind to each other, you know. They weren't trying to step on each other, trying to get pictures. They they certainly would let one photographer get all the pictures they wanted, and then they would move on to the next photographer. It was a lot of fun. I mean, there was a lot of pictures being taken, a lot of yeah. Look here, look here. Okay, hey, can you stand this way? Can you do this? It was right, it was a right. lot of fun. It was a great great experience. And then, as you said, uh, we got to walk the whole thing, do the whole thing all over again together.
0: Yeah, so we did our official Kelly Phillips pose, uh, you know, Dave, you doing the in 3D hand and me doing the weird messed up my hand that's not from anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. And I think they enjoyed the pictures of us together more than us solo. I think it, we we're having a little <laughs> bit more fun. We we're doing kind of sillier poses and, you know, we we're kind of like falling over and you know, holding on to each other. And it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, if you get to walk the red carpet, you might as well have fun with it. All right, well, it's getting to be time for them to live stream the red carpet with the top stars and the guests and the cast of the film. So we headed upstairs to find the theater, to find theater number 27.
0: Yeah, so we, we go up up the escalator And uh, right at the top, again, another projection gobo of the logo. And, uh, again, like a million uh, posters everywhere from Weirdly Al Yankovic (laughs) story. And, um, you know, we we went around and we we just, like, took pictures. I literally just took a picture of every possible frame, even though it was just one of four
1: (laughs) four (laughs) posters. Yeah, so we were... Hanging outside, not quite ready to go into the theater yet and admiring all the cool posters and other decorations that were upstairs where all the theaters were. And all of a sudden, Weird Al himself and his entourage just show up out of nowhere. They must have just come
0: out of the smelly dumpster route or whatever, the secret entrance. And Al walks out and just sees us. And he's just like, hi, Dave. He turns and looks at me. Hi,
1: Ethan. And then he pauses. He goes, of
0: course you guys are here
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was great it was so cool to get to see weird al and, and i think we may have surprised him by being
0: there <laughs> yeah and of course uh suzanne and nina and a couple other people were there with them and they sort of got ushered off to this i guess like holding room for the super celebrities who were there
1: right all right so after our brief interaction with weird al we headed towards the theater and uh We weren't quite sure where Theater 27 was, so we were walking around, and we noticed a sign that says Theaters 2 through 7, but we didn't see a sign for 27, so we just sort of walked towards that sign that says Theaters 2 through 7, and then when we actually got to where Theater 7 should have been, it was rebranded with a custom sign as Theater number 27.
0: It was so cool. I love that attention to detail. They easily could have just been like um, yep. Go to theater seven, you know, right. <laughs> but they, they, they made it so awesome. And I mean, definitely we are aware of the whole 27 thing and obviously Al and Eric, but I don't know if how many like of the other cast even know that that's a thing. It's, it's sort of an in joke in, you know, weird Al culture. <laughs>
1: Right, for sure, yeah, it was definitely a nice touch, and whoever uh, put together that, whether it was on the Roku team or the Alamo Drafthouse team, definitely had Weird Al fans in mind, and a nice in-joke, I really liked it. Well, so we get
0: in, and I'd never been to an Alamo Drafthouse before, uh, but I'd heard about it, but essentially you're sitting in like comfy leather chairs um, that supposedly recline, although my, I couldn't figure out how to recline my seat, Um <laughs> And, Dave, row two really was
1: the second row. We had, like, amazing seats. Oh, we had great seats. So, yeah, there was a little sort of... Gap or stage area Where the Q&A would happen later But then there was this huge screen in front of us We had great seats We were slightly off to I guess Jim's side of the stage Or Jim's (laughs) side of the screen Screen if you will But I mean really we had incredible seats And I was very happy with our seats And yeah we sit down And in our seats And every seat in the theater There were gifts for us Yeah so
0: it was a Weird Al wig a Weird Al mustache, and the infamous Weird The Al Yankovic Story Hawaiian shirt that we
1: saw all the staff walking around wearing. Yeah, it was so cool. So in between the seats, there's this little area where you can rest your food or drinks, and there was actually uh, Ho- Hawaiian-themed pens there as well. They weren't branded with Weird The Al Yankovic Story, but they were still pretty cool. Oh, they were they great. were. Yeah,
0: I guess the best way to describe it is if you remember those uh, desks in high school where it's attached to the chair, it was sort of like that. So uh, Dave and I were sharing this little table right in the center of the two of us, and that's where the menus were. And they also had um, these pieces of paper, and that's how you could actually... Uh, order is you write down what you want on the piece of paper, you put it in the slot, and you push a button, and then the waiter just comes over and takes it and gets you what you want. And that's the idea is that you're you know you don't have to be talking and and ordering stuff during the movie; it can just
1: kind of be um, subtle. And I'm glad you brought up the menu because they actually had. A Weird Al themed menu, which had all Weird Al themed food and drink specials on it. And it was pretty cool. It was, yeah, I, I thought it was great. So uh, there were two drinks on the
0: menu. So we just were like, yep, we'll each get one. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> sure. Um, and then there were four different uh, food options. And I think we got half of those. And then on the other side right. of the menu, was just uh, a single uh, uh, page of Mad Libs. So it was it was really cool. It was really nicely themed. Um, what did we get? What did you get, Dave?
1: So I ended up ordering... They had a non-alcoholic drink called Like a Surgeon, which was pineapple juice, orange, ginger, lime, honey, and ginger beer. And it was really good. It was one of the better non-alcoholic drinks I've ever had.
0: Well, I am super jealous because uh i ordered without even reading what it was i just wanted the other one the alcoholic one it was called grapefruit diet uh which is one of my favorite songs by the way so it was like an extra um extra cool um and this was simply just vodka shaken with grapefruit juice served in a salt-rimmed glass.
1: Ooh, what a combination. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of three
0: things I don't really like. Uh, (laughs) um, And spoiler alert, it was pretty terrible. (laughs) At first when I drank it, I was like, they definitely made this wrong. And then I read the menu to see what was in it. I was like... Nope, they made it right. <laughs> <laughs> I like salt rim for like a margarita, but this was not sweeter. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't good. I, I wish I would have gotten a, like a surgeon now that I see what was in it. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I had a second
1: one later. Oh wow. Uh, oh darn. I should I should have at least had a sip. I didn't even think to. <laughs> So the the Weird Al-themed food items were, they had one called My Bologna, which of course was Bologna. And then they had a vegan option called Eat It, which was basically mashed potatoes. They had a vegetarian option called Addicted to Spuds, which was a vegetarian option, which was French fries with Parmesan and rosemary. And the final one was Living in the Fridge, which was a vegan option of hummus with tortilla chips. And Ethan, I believe you've got the last two, Addicted to Spuds and Living in the Fridge.
0: Yeah. I really wanted you to get my bologna um (laughs) but um we just yeah we got addicted to spuds and living in the fridge and um you tried them right I I thought they were really wonderful the the french fries
1: were super tasty and the uh the hummus was great yeah I took a couple french fries and I tried some of the hummus and tortilla chips I liked it it was good but then if that
0: wasn't enough And by the way, all this is is comp free. Um, They had a giant
1: like three or four page like uh, restaurant type menu as well. Yeah, you could order pretty much anything off their regular menu as well. Uh, I ordered fish and chips off of there. And uh, believe it or not. It's almost as they had the uh, podcast in mind when they had this, but Coke Zero was on the menu. So, of course, I had to get one of those.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you do what I always do is like, well, uh, do you have Coke or Pepsi? We've got Coke products. Like, okay. And, um, you know, do you have Coke Zero? The guy's like, yes. It's like, oh, yes. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So we both got Coke Zeros. And then I got like a a nice uh, IPA and um, they had buffalo cauliflower, which is so tasty. So I got that. And uh, um, Dave, we were sitting there and, and we saw a table next to us get this giant bowl of popcorn <laughs> and I could just <laughs> I could see your mouth drooling and your eyes getting wide
1: so <laughs> you did get uh, the bowl of popcorn How was the popcorn, by the way? Oh, well, popcorn was really good It was a lot It was a lot It was a huge, huge bowl Way too much to, to finish But yes, I'm going to be watching a movie i got to get some popcorn
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was totally stuffed after all of the living in the <laughs> fridge and popcorn and cauliflower. But, um, uh, yeah, I saw some people had popcorn and there were like brown things in it. And I guess they have like cut up pieces of churro. Like they've got all sorts of crazy, awesome stuff at the Alamo draft house.
1: All right. Well, after we ordered Ethan, you sort of disappeared for a couple minutes. I'm not sure where you went.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, I wasn't sure what would still be set up after the show. So, I realized I wanted to grab a picture of the weird pop-up, um, so I, I just ran downstairs, ran on down the escalator, took the picture, and then I head back up the escalator. As soon as I get to the top, uh, I lock eyes with Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So Daniel was there. Uh, you know, his girlfriend and his crew were there, and then Nick Pruer was also there. I guess having just led him from. Uh, the dumpsters, <laughs> secret entrance. So I didn't say anything. I just, you know, I just uh, gave them space. I didn't want to, you know, be clingy or weird. Um, and then came back and had my terrible, terrible grapefruit diet drink. And I think it was called grapefruit diet because if you drink it, uh, it's so nasty tasting. It's going to make you vomit and you're going to lose weight. It's just a, uh, <laughs> the grapefruit drink diet, I guess.
1: So at this point, they had the uh, red carpet video live stream up on the screen. And uh, I know it was not only live streamed to our Alamo Draft House, but all the other Alamo Draft House that were participating, as well as on the Roku YouTube channel. And I know uh, Jackie was watching the Roku YouTube channel at home.
0: Yeah, I know Kate was watching it. And I know other people, other friends and people in the podcast Facebook group were watching it. So
1: um i thought that was cool but i
0: don't think they were filming when we walked the red carpet i think they they saved that for like when daniel showed up
1: yeah i think by the time they went live we were already seated in the theater
0: roku had their own host it was a fellow influencer uh reese and it was kind of awkward (laughs) like he was interviewing dr demento and i i don't think he knew what to ask dr demento and he had some kind of weird directions he went while he was interviewing people on the red carpet i think we could have done a better job uh just gonna put that out there <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i agree it was a little awkward watching uh, some of the interviews but we did uh, get to see on the screen dr namento walk the red carpet weird al walk the red carpet daniel radcliffe of course evan rachel wood erica pell and lin-manuel miranda and there may have been others. Um, I don't know if
0: we got the live stream in our theater right when it started, and like sometimes the the um, audio was cut out. So I'm not sure if we missed anything. Um, but it was it was cool. It was you know it was still fun to watch and and interesting to see, and and uh, it was kind of cool that you know then. Those people were heading into where we were, you know. Like it, right, <laughs> it's kind
1: of uh, surreal in that way. Shortly after the live stream ended, uh, three Roku executives came out and gave a little brief introduction to the film, and then the film started.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, this was both of our fourth times seeing it with yep. an audience. And uh, it's just, I don't think we can say enough how awesome it is getting to experience that with um, with other people in the room and just the infectious laughter and the gasps and the surprises and, you know, everything is just so great. Um, and it was a really, really fun time uh, getting to see it again.
1: Oh, yeah. The film got great reactions, lots of laughs, all laughs in the correct spots. It was wonderful <laughs> seeing it. For the fourth time on a big screen. Now we knew that the Q and A at the end was going to be
0: uh, hosted by the real Doctor Demento. That was one of the uh, little um, you know heads up that we knew. Uh, but what we didn't realize is that Doctor Demento was actually just like a few seats to the left of us uh, for yeah, the whole he was sitting in our row. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Um, and uh, so the the film ended, and and they brought Doctor D down. Uh, to one of, they had like uh, five little, um, individual couches set up and, uh, he introduced
1: everyone and brought down Eric Capel, Evan Rachel Wood, Daniel Radcliffe and Weird Al. Yeah, it was cool. It was maybe a 10 or 15 minute Q and a session that Dr. Demento did. They told stories. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to get to see that. And of course, I believe that was also streamed to the other Alamo draft houses that were participating.
0: Yeah, it was it was really fun, and I love that we were, like, second row. We were, like, right next to all of them. And, yeah, um, it was very cool. Now we've seen, you know, Al and Eric and Evan and Daniel get interviewed, like,
1: <laughs> almost <laughs> as many times as we've seen the film. So, <laughs> pretty cool. All right, well, our evening did not end there because after the movie, everyone went back downstairs to this amazing, amazing after party that was put on yes the roku channel
0: yeah so um this alamo draft house has a bar uh called the house of wax and it usually has these medical models and anomalies and other disturbing weird medical things like made out of wax and medical instruments and i guess it's really cool normally and really weird Um, but I guess it was too weird for Weird the El Yankovic Story, because they covered all that stuff up, they covered up where it said Wax, and they
1: changed it to the House of Weird. How appropriate. It was, it was perfectly themed for the, everything going on that evening.
0: Yeah, there, I mean, it was completely packed. By the time we got there, um, it was like you couldn't even walk. There were so many people. Oh, yeah. um, you know, they had an open bar and they had like big signs with the, um, the the drink menu and they had personalized Weird the Al Yankovic Story cocktail napkins and there's just like celebrities and everyone looks like Weird Al because everyone's wearing the Weird Al wigs and it was just, <laughs> it was, it was sensory overload. It was just like so much happening and there's music and a DJ and I think the first thing we noticed is as we we're going down the escalator is, wow, they're actually playing Weird Al music. <laughs> because how many times do you go to, like, a Weird Al-related event and they're not even playing Weird Al music?
1: Right. Yeah, it was definitely cool. Yeah, it was very crowded in there, but uh, we were able to make our way around and run into quite a few people. And, and the first person we ran into was... Tommy O'Brien, a.k.a. Bermuda. And uh,
0: we had been communicating with Tommy... Um, over Instagram, and so we we knew each other. we were gonna be there, and, and he was excited to meet us. We we're excited to meet him. And um, I was like, "Oh, our our uh, quote unquote Jim and Steve also here. It'd be cool to get a group photo." He and he's like, "Oh, they were just here. Ah, uh, uh, come back later. We'll get a group photo with all of us." So, um, so we we ventured into the depths of the party and <laughs> squished our way past. And I kept seeing. Um, Like, I saw um, Arturo, I saw Nina West, I saw a bunch of of people, uh, but it was just, like, there were literally so many people, you couldn't just, like easily get over to them. You sort of had to just pick up a, a path and just like, go for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I did see Lin Manuel Miranda from a distance. And then I did sort of see in the other room that maybe weird Al himself might've been in there. So I think we started heading that way.
0: Yes. When, when all else fails head towards the weird Al, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just uh, glancing back at that list of people who were supposed to be there. And I don't think I ever saw Toby Huss who played Nick I don't think I ever saw David Dasmalchen, uh, who played Guy from Queen. And I guess I, I don't know that I ever saw Questlove either. But pretty much everyone else I think I did see at one point or another.
1: Yeah, it's possible that they were there and did not hang around for the after party, or it's possible they did not even show up at all.
0: Yeah, well, we know that Daniel was there, but I didn't uh, see him outside of running into him uh, at the top of that escalator. So, um, right. so we may be missing some people, but... Um, after we made our way towards Al, uh, we're sort of, you know, we weren't, we wanted to say hi to him and, and, uh, while we're waiting, it's sort of like, it seemed like everyone in the party was just like surrounding Al almost, <laughs> like, and, uh, it was sort of creating this, um, bottleneck of the flow of the room. So his wife, Suzanne came over and actually pulled him back to like a corner to like open up more space And, um, after she did that, she started like kind of waving at me and I'm like, I don't think Suzanne is waving at me. (laughs) Like surely (laughs) there's someone more important that she's waving at. And so I'm like looking around, but no, she was waving at me and, and, uh, she came over and she's just like, Hey, I, you know, I, I know I just pulled Al away, but I didn't want you to think it was anything in particular. I just wanted to help free up the room. Uh, so we're just going to hang out over here. So, okay. Yeah. And, uh, this was really cool to see her and reminded her. Um, who we were and, and she definitely knew who we were <laughs> So uh, It was really cool to see her again And, and get to ch- chat with her briefly
1: And we never ended up actually chatting with Weird Al Or grabbing a photo at, at the after party I mean we'd obviously seen him a bunch of times So we did let others hang out with him And he was uh, like you said Mobbed with plenty of other people yeah. Who wanted to, to <laughs> get pictures Or chat with him
0: Yeah he was talking to this Lynn manuel Miranda guy And <laughs> No, he was definitely busy, and Al was definitely the bell of the ball there. Um, So it was really uh, fun to see everyone so excited, and uh, obviously we were excited too. But we also were sort of just like in taking it in and just enjoying everything. When I noticed a guy who looked very familiar to me, and instantly it clicked that he was the host of the Tiff. Toronto International Film Festival screening. So I went over to him. His name's Peter Kaplowski, and he was in there from Toronto. And I had a really nice conversation with him. And, you know, I thanked him. I was like, hey, thank you for getting Weird into TIFF because it really helped solidify, you know, not only did it win the Audience Choice Award, but it, it helped solidify that Weird was a real film and not just some goof, you know? And it really helped the media to take it seriously. And um, so I had a really nice conversation with him. He was telling me about uh, some other comedy music he likes, and and uh, he was talking about how when he first saw the screener of the film, it wasn't the final copy, and he told me about a line in it that was cut from the final version, uh, which was pretty interesting. And he was actually talking about it's kind of a struggle to convince both Roku and Tiff to match up and, and uh, get weird in the festival, so... Had a really great conversation
1: with him, and uh, maybe we can get him on the podcast at some point. Well, I'm glad you had a good conversation with Peter. He sounds like he's a great guy. While you were talking with Peter, I was, again, taking everything in. And there was this one moment which was amazing because Weird Al was was talking with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Emo Phillips came over, started talking with them. Dr. Demento was sitting at the couch (laughs) talking with them. And it was like... Oh my gosh, these are like the most amazing people just all talking together. And it was it was an incredible moment to get to witness. I didn't hear anything they said. It was way too loud in there. It was way too far away. But just to witness that moment of the four of them together just having a conversation was amazing. I would love to have been a fly on the wall there.
0: I mean, you technically were a fly on the wall there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. Um, just the, you know, the... In the Weird Al universe, like those are four of the biggest celebrities, you know, Al himself, (laughs) obviously, but, um, you know, Emo just got done with this amazing tour. I actually ran into Emo as he was leaving. Um, I don't know timeline wise when this was, it wasn't that exact second, but I was like, hey, Emo. He's like, hey, Ethan, you know, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) congratulated him on um, the really incredible tour and the really incredible uh, show at Carnegie Hall. And, uh, he's like, I bet I'll see you in February. And I was like, you'd be right. So, (laughs) um, I think emo's excited for some time off, but also anxious to get back out of the road. So we'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see.
1: So this next bit is pretty exciting. We found an opening and we kind of headed our way over towards the general couch area where the big celebrities were hanging out. And we ended up standing next to none other than Lin-Manuel Miranda. And we started having an amazing conversation with him.
0: Yeah, uh, we walked over, and I think we were just like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, we're co-stars in the movie." Where you know, and he thought that was funny, and and he uh, he was asking us about um, you know our our scene and where we showed up, and um, Dave, it was just incredible because for like ten or fifteen minutes, we just nerded out about Weird Al and the movie
1: and Weird Al's music and everything with Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes, I know he's mentioned it on several. Yes, I know he's mentioned it several times in interviews he does. He's a big Weird Al fan, and he definitely is. I mean, He was on our level of Weird Al fandom. Just the sort of stuff we were talking about was beyond just a casual Weird Al fan. We went really in-depth with a lot of stuff and talked about some pretty fun stuff with him. It was definitely <laughs> like us hanging out together, just nerding out about Weird Al. It was incredible. We
0: mentioned to him how awesome the line that he has in the movie, you know, where he goes... You know, hand me all your gauze nurse and uh he said that when they were filming that each take he just would throw out a different actual line from the film he just was ad-libbing those and um uh we we started in a conversation about you know how some people think gauze nurse is Gosner's, and lynn admitted that he originally thought it was
1: Gosner's. <laughs> Yes, that's probably one of the most popular misheard lyrics in Weird Al's songs So it was really cool to get to hear that Lin-Manuel Miranda misheard it the same as you and I have
0: Yeah, (laughs) and uh, of course, you know, when we interviewed Weird Al on the podcast um, previously He talked about this TV project that he was pitching with Lin-Manuel Miranda that didn't get picked up So we mentioned it to Lynn and he actually gave us, uh, you know, the log line. He told us what it was about, who else was
1: involved. And uh, I don't know if we should talk about that, Dave. (laughs) That's probably (laughs) private info. Yeah, Lynn was great to talk to. And uh, of course, you know, he was also starting to get pulled into other directions. So uh, we did ask if uh, before he left, he would take a selfie with us. And he gladly agreed to do so. And it was an amazing selfie. It was a really great (laughs) picture of
0: the three of us. It was so cool. I don't think too long after we were done chatting with Lynn, we finally saw someone who also we'd been communicating with on Instagram and we're hoping to meet up with, uh, a guy named Pete Scalzitti And you may recognize him because every time Daniel gets interviewed, he mentions that Pete, his friend, helped teach him how to play accordion to get ready for the role. We've been in touch with Pete and we're planning to have him on the podcast And he found us, I think, over by Lynn, and he came and met us, and we had a great time chatting with him.
1: Yeah, it was so great to meet Pete and have a conversation with him. At one point, he had mentioned that he had gone out to breakfast with Daniel, and he mentioned how he might be appearing on a Weird Al podcast, and Daniel said, oh... Dave and Ethan's podcast which was amazing to hear (laughs) so not only did we just like spend 15
0: minutes chatting about Weird Al with Lin Manuel Miranda now we're hearing that uh Daniel Radcliffe is aware of our podcast to the point that he knows our names
1: (laughs) pretty stinking majestic Dave yeah, it was pretty stinking majestic. Uh, another pretty stinking majestic moment happened. We wanted to get a picture with Pete, so uh, we handed our phone to the nearest person, who just happened to be Lin-Manuel Miranda, who took our picture. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, at first he took a selfie with uh, the four of us, and he's like, okay, okay, I'll just take a picture of you guys. And uh, he <laughs> took a great picture of, uh, of us and Pete. So around this time is when uh, Al and his crew decided to leave, and I know Pete really wanted to to meet Al. So I was trying to help him like make his way back to the exit. And, uh, unfortunately he just missed Al when Al left. But when we we're walking back, we saw David Bloom again, of course, David Bloom plays teenage Al and he really wanted to meet Dr. Demento. So I was like, come on, I'll introduce you to Dr. Demento. And, uh, They
1: talked for a long time. I think he was so excited to get to talk to Dr. D. Yeah, it was great. Dr. Demento was there. And, of course, uh, John Caffiero was there, the gentleman who runs Demented Punk and is a great musician himself, was there. So we did get to talk to Dr. Demento and John Caffiero for a little while. It was nice to get to see both of them again.
0: And, of course, we asked if we can expect any new variations of Beat on the Brat. Uh, But then it was time, finally, for us to meet back up with uh, Tommy O'Brien and get our group photo with the quote-unquote Al's Band. And sure enough, we walked her back over and we saw Tommy O'Brien, Jack Lancaster, and Spencer Treat Clark, Bermuda Jim, and Steve.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun talking to the three of them. They're all great people. And I know we were talking a lot about, you know, had they met or talked to the actual Band member that they were portraying, and I don't know how it got around to it, but the subject, my tattoos somehow came into the conversation, so I had to end up showing all three guys my weird-out <laughs> tattoos of, the, of their respective characters that they played. Yes, and uh, I think all the guys took
0: pictures of the, the people they portrayed, and I know Tommy posted the picture of your Bermuda tattoo on his Instagram. And it was really great. The guys were really fun. And you could tell that they really uh, bonded and got along uh, well together, like the real band. And then after we were done chatting with them, um, we finally got to see Eric Appel and we got to meet his brother, Brad. And this was pretty cool. Eric ended up pitching us his secret idea. He hadn't told anyone yet, not even Al, of
1: Weird 2. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Eric has some pretty wild ideas for what Weird 2 or Weird the Al Yankovic story, the sequel, might be. So uh, <laughs> if there is a sequel and they use some of Eric I- Eric's ideas, it's going to be a fun movie. But I don't think we're at liberty to go anymore into that conversation.
0: Yeah. Well, if he wants to talk about it on the podcast, he can. We're not going to spill any secrets Um, But what was really cool is we're chatting with his brother, Brad, and it turns out that uh, not only is Brad an extra in the film as well, he shows up in some of the crowd scenes at the concert, Um, he also created the Weird Al uh, wiki. Uh, that Weird Al Wiki independent website when he was a kid. And I guess is still an admin over there. So that was pretty interesting because I've definitely
1: uh, checked that out a bunch of times. Yeah, what an amazing, cool connection. Uh, So right about this time, they were calling for Last Call, uh, so people were starting to wrap up. I did want to go over and give a thank you to the DJ for the amazing Weird Al tunes he was playing. Not only was he just playing Weird Al tunes, he was like doing scratching and mixing them all differently. They sounded amazing. It was incredible. Yeah, his name is DJ Filipino Fist, a.k.a. Mikey, and uh, he actually... Flew out from Austin to come to this premiere. They flew him in from Austin. He's a huge Weird Al fan, and it was so nice to talk to him briefly. And he ended up giving us whoopee cushions just for coming (laughs) over and saying hello.
0: Yeah, he is really awesome, and uh, we have connected with him. On, uh, on Instagram and he is just he's such a big Weird Al fan and he just had so much fun uh, getting to go there and uh, I know he's in the middle of reading Weird Al seriously and uh, just a really awesome guy so I want to give him a big plug uh, DJ Filipino Fist and I think when you were talking to him Dave I saw young Al Richard Anderson taking a few photos I don't know if it was his parents or his guardians or his manager I'm not sure who the adults were with him but I felt weird like going up to a kid and asking for a picture. I, I know it was a, a you know a cool environment, but I, I just I went up to his guardians. So I was just like, "You think he would mind getting a picture with me?" And they're like, "No, he would love that." So uh, <laughs> I got to pose with young Al. Very cool. And they they took a picture on my phone, and then they also took a picture on their phone. And what's kind of funny is a few days later. On Instagram, his manager or his mom or both uh, posted the picture of me and him and said, uh, Richard met his first fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that sounds amazing, Ethan. I wish I could have met him too so he could have met his second fan. <laughs> so all in all, pretty stinking
0: majestic party and screening and everything. Uh, really wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world. That was just so much fun. Now, this was also pretty cool because all of the photographers were taking pictures and some of them were just freelance. We figured some of them would start to show up on like Getty Images and the other stock photo sites. Well, sure enough, if you start Googling, you know, David Rossi or Ethan Allman and Getty or stock image, you will see some of these photos of us on the red carpet. And I found one news organization who picked up a photo of us and it, it listed John Rossi and Ethan Allman on the red carpet of Weirdly Al Yankovic Story (laughs) (laughs) premiere. So, uh, Dave, I don't remember your dockable ganger, John Rossi, joining me on the red carpet. Do you remember (laughs)
1: that? (laughs) They must have been confused by the... Blue rectangle or something and mislabel <laughs> it. I guess after all these years, intern Frank forgot my name. Curse you, intern Frank.
0: <laughs> well, I guess you have to wear a uh, name tagger on the podcast studio uh, so Frank doesn't get confused. Um, <laughs> but hey, if we want, we can, right now, Dave, spend hundreds of dollars in licensed photos of ourselves. Uh, But we wouldn't want to, so (laughs) thankfully we got those
1: pictures before the red carpet of us uh, for free. (laughs) Yeah, overall, this was just an absolutely amazing experience. I'm so glad we got to go. I'm so glad we got to see Weird the Al Yankovic Story four times total in theaters. This premiere was incredible. Roku put on an amazing, amazing event. I'm so happy we got to go. I'm so happy I got to spend the evening with you, Ethan.
0: I echo everything you said, Dave. It was so much fun. And also, I wanted to let you know, Dave, that this episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh,
1: beautiful, it's also the only town in America without any hooligans! That's right. Darwin, Minnesota is the only town in America where no resident has ever, ever illegally downloaded music. Wow, that is such an interesting and really cool, impressive claim. How do you know that? Well, I know that because Darwin, Minnesota still does not have internet. So visit
0: Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the Twine Ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz.
1: You know, if you have internet. Dave and Ethan's 2000 It's Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, Discover Darwin, Jack Bateman, and Mark Heidenreich. Our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend-level Patreon supporters, UH Jeff, Zeb, Adriana, Ajax, Allison, Blair, Dana, Gus and Alicia, Jake, Javier, Kenneth, kev matthew mike nes josh 64 scott and our newest close personal friend level patreon supporter zach also thanks to our newest supporter tokus rose 27 and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic patreon family if you enjoy our freakishly fantastically family-friendly wonderful wild wacky weird al podcast
0: please consider supporting us at patreon.com 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name read on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, and access to the secret episodes. And now would be a great time to join if you haven't already, because you'll be the very first to hear all of the remaining unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised Vanity Tour concert review bonus episodes Plus, you'll be the first to hear the brand new series of Weird the
1: Al Yankovic Story Insider Episodes. And do not forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. Now that November is here and the cooler weather is starting to roll in, be sure to pick up an Inverse Logo Unisex Zip Hoodie or two to keep you and your loved ones warm on these chilly, chilly autumn nights. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump the Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at WeirdAlPodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you are there, click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour, or click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes for our special series where author John Bermudez Schwartz walks us through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Uh... Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you are subscribed because not only does it help the podcast, it ensures your freezer stays full of Rocky Road ice cream. Plus, we also love it. When we receive voicemail via our official patent pending 27 hour a day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. Keep those messages coming in. We will get to them again soon. And you might even hear your message in a future episode. Okay, well, thank you once again to everyone who helped out with this podcast, including Joe Jaffa, Tina Beaver, Chris Sear, Chris Show, Kyle Driscoll, Reddit user The Weird Alley, Joe Bohannon. Javier Valdez, John Cafiero, Mandy Bobula, Nick Pruer, Erica Pell, Lisa Flores, and everyone over at the Roku channel. Thank you to the Grammy award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you, of course, to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Um, okay, well... Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, and until the next time, remember to gill and chill. Well, Ethan, another successful episode in the books. You've been awfully quiet these last few minutes. Is everything okay? Ethan? Ethan? Are you there? Ethan? A hey boy? Really? That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 176-inch. Technically the best and arguably the most famous podcast in an extremely specific genre.
0: Harvey, 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 the Wonder Hamster. <laughs>